And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Hi, everyone. Welcome. My name is Heather Havenwood. I am super excited that you're here today for another amazing edition talking about you and your business and your life and how you can expand that every single step of the way. So I, today I am with Josh Eldridge. Did I say that right, Josh? Yeah, Eldridge. Sure. Eldridge. That works. Okay. So Josh is a U.S. Navy veteran and launched UpMyInfluence.com to help turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, increasing their authority, influence, and revenue. He's also started Savings angel.com, which has grossed more than $6 million in sales with less than $500 in advertising. Josh writes a syndicated newspaper column to 1.1 million readers and regularly appears on more than 75 TV stations across the country. All told, Josh has appeared in the media more than 2,000 times. Well, congratulations. Crazy. Yeah. Great, great. How long have you been doing this? Uh, so I started, so I launched Savings Angel 11 years ago, and that was the brand that mm-hmm. when I launched, I knew it exposure was everything. So I just, I reached out to a local radio station. I just needed audiences is really what I needed. And the problem was I didn't have any money. So I was broke. Uh, I was in the process of, I just lost a house and I couldn't even pay my utility bill, but I had this great idea, I thought. And so I just started serving audiences and because of that, got great exposure and um, Savings Angel ended up doing pretty well. So yeah, so I- What does that mean? So TV, radio, uh, syndicated column, syndicated TV, syndicated radio, like all of the above. And it's, it's been a real joy. Um, to, to just serve and spend your days and years in service. So speakers, angels, what, what, what kind of, is it $6 million in sales? What does it do? What's the service? So Savings Angel for the longest time has been a membership-based website. And we actually closed that side of it about a year ago, oh. um, just simply because a consumer interest in the solution that we were providing had kind of waned. But uh, yeah, we had seven-figure years, six-figure months, um, especially in the days of uh, extreme couponing. And so um, what we would do is we would database everything that local grocery stores were doing, database everything that, uh, you know, every available conceivable discount that you could get. And then we would say, listen, if you take this coupon to this store, 
you can get free Cheerios this week. And so people would pay us $20 a month and they would save three, four, five hundred $500 off their grocery bill. So it's pretty awesome. But you know, it's interesting. The economy really started improving and people just lost interest in it. And that's okay because yeah. I had already kind of moved on and Savings Angel exists today is a more kind of a traditional blog, um, which is great. We love the education side of it anyway. That, that's always been my favorite part. Interesting. And so you're in Orlando and I'm actually... You lived there for um, all since 2001 to 2007, eight. You lost your house. Were you there during the downturn? No. So this was in Michigan uh, when we lost house number two. <laughs> house number one was out west. So as, as, you know, as a serial entrepreneur, you know, you just, you try things, you realize you don't know everything. Right. Um, you make bad mistakes. Um, but every time you do that, you get better and better at it. And then finally, you know, my seventh business venture ended up doing very, very well. So, you know, that's, I think that should be good news for someone who's like struggling right now. Like, Oh, this sucks. I'm like, yeah. have heart. Look, everybody goes through that. At least most people go through that. Most, and, yeah, most entrepreneurs really do go through it. And I, uh, I, I have this saying and people always kind of get irritated with me when it, people, I ask them who they're, you know, someone they really like inspired by. And anytime they say someone like Mark Zuckerberg, I just like croak in my throat because, and they're like, why his Facebook is huge. I'm like, he has never failed. Yeah. Right. I'm like, now give me Steve jobs who literally lost his company. He sure. was living in like, you know, basement or whatever it was, a garage of his, of his, of his pictures of him. Like God. even Elon Musk lived on like, some dude's like couch for like six months and barely was eating like Cheeto puffs. I mean, give me that story, you know, versus the guy who's like, I just thought of something that makes him a billionaire. You're like, oh. Yeah, you know, and that's a very American thing. I've known this kind of this rags to riches where, you know, somebody just becomes an overnight success. And look, Mark had a backstory too. I mean, you know, he just happened to hit his stride very young and then, you know, surrounded himself with some smart people and some smart advisors. And that speeds up the process. So, you know, but this idea of this rags to riches, you know, we deal with this a lot with the work that we do. Obviously, you know, we get people, you know, obviously, Heather, you've been in all sorts of media. Um, you know, our clients, when they want to get in the media, they want to be famous, they want to get connected to, you know, Oprah or Today Show or whatever it is. Um, you know, we have to let them know that it's very much a process. And that if you look at like 99.99999% of success stories out there, it it absolutely is an investment in that journey. And you'll get there. And again, if you surround yourself with smart people who have access and connections and can make things happen for you very quickly, then you can, I think you can rise much faster. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I think that people don't understand that the overnight success is them, them busting their booty for 10 years or 15 years. Yep. Years. It really isn't. I'm in the speaking business and influence business first and so one, and people don't understand what it really takes to be on stage and what it mm -hmm. takes to run an event. And, you know, I, so many times I'd be sitting in events and the ticket price per head was, you know, $3,000 and there'd be someone in the audience that we would hear about who's over there like, wow, look at all the money they're making, they're $3,000, you know? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you don't know how much money it took to get you guys here, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that there's an automatic set. So I love what you guys are, you're creating up the influence because you give us a, kind of an idea. One, I want to talk about what you do, of course, but yeah. I also really want to have a conversation about influencers today because yeah. they've really changed in the last, I say three years. If oh, yeah. 
10 years. So I really want to have this really good conversation about influence today. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys do first? So what we do is we turn thoughtful entrepreneurs into media celebrities with the express purpose of increasing their authority, increasing their influence, and ultimately increasing their revenue. We want them to make a, we, we want our clients to make a lot of money um, by properly using all of that authority. I mean, you can gain authority, but if you don't cash it in, it's like, okay, so you're just, you know, this famous philosopher that lives in the woods. We want to make sure that you're you know, that, that you're out uh, doing good stuff with your superpowers. You know, with great uh, power comes great responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. So um, I love what you guys are doing. You're really creating the conversation about uh, taking entrepreneurs and putting them in the spotlight in multiple ways, not just spotlight yeah. TV. But let's let's talk about influencers because now we're the nowadays of like we have YouTube influencers and you've got gamers who are like making a million bucks because they're influenced in the gaming space. Oh, yeah world of influence has gone from, I mean, you know, I'm in my forties. So like, you know, you've been around too, right? We've gone from, you know, the Oprah back in the day influencer mm-hmm. to a Kim Kardashian, like whatever she does. And then now we're dealing with influencers. We don't even know their like, names necessarily, but they have millions and millions of followers. So what, what's going on? Like what, what has happened with influence market? Well, so, you know, really in, in our world, we focus a lot on uh, authority and, and authority and influencer are, are kind of similar. Right. Um, but I, I think authority, it's interesting if you look at, well, what is authority and how do I get it? Well, authority today comes from two places. Um, some people say, well, I'm going to make a lot of money and that will give me authority. And that's not the case. There's a correlation, but it's not necessarily causation. So today there's two things you want. Number one is social proof. Social proof simply means in today's currency that you've got a big audience and you've got a big audience of social media. Your website is well trafficked. You've got a decent email list, but, but people uh, outside people can very quickly see that people respect your voice. And so what happens then is, of course, they don't want to feel like they're getting left behind. And so it's like if you, let's say you see someone and then you go to their Instagram and they've only got 50 followers, you're like, oh, oh, okay. Um, Whereas opposed you go to someone else's and they've got 50,000 followers. It just communicates something different. So that's number one is social proof. Number two would be your associations. So um, Heather, you've had the great pleasure of speaking on stages. That is a very, very powerful association. Okay, so this or, or this organization or this uh, event has chosen to associate with Heather Havenwood. So what that does for you is that absolutely increases your authority. So. If you want pretty much every metric in business to improve, I can't stress this enough, enough about how critical it is to invest in your authority. So you're building your audience and then you're always looking to associate with people who may have bigger audiences and that is how you rise. The best way to do influencer marketing mm-hmm. is to become an influencer yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, I'm going to repeat what you said and ask a question. Um, so I completely agree with you. I, one, we talked about influence has changed. You're saying that the, the, the market of influence is really the, the currency, the currency of influencing is really their audience is what I heard you say, yeah. right? Okay. And the best way to, uh, to be the, would you say the best way to understand influence is actually be an influencer yourself? 
Yeah. So there's, you know, obviously there's this whole thing, you know, influencer marketing. Nike yeah. says, hey, you know, how do we get all these athletes to start talking about Nike shoes? Um, you know, and so then hopefully they're, you know, they've got a good relationship building system. So with Savings Angel, I do a lot of influencer work. Um, so I've got an audience of, you know, tens of thousands of moms that want advice on, you know, what's the best way to save money on this or what are great products and services that can help increase my quality of life. So, you know, I work with brands like USAA, a lot of financial brands. Um, And so the idea is that, you know, we would build a relationship as an influencer, I would really get to a point where I would believe in their product and service. And I feel like that is where a lot of evolution has taken place, at least I'd say for the vast majority of influencers is that brands are much more sensitive to, look, we don't want to engage with you unless you can really get behind what we're doing. Like we want to invest in the relationship a lot more. So USA I've been working with uh, for years and years and years. And I think they were very smart where, you know, they don't pay big, big bucks, at least not to me. I mean, we have a good relation, working relationship, but they focus on, you know, just being able to spend time together, um, me getting to know their services, you know, they just, they're really good at, you know, here's what we're doing. Tell me how you feel about this. Like, I feel like I get to, you know, provide input on things. Like it's a great, uh, symbiotic relationship. And I think that that is, uh, where I see, I'm seeing a lot more brands wanting to go and smart influencers are going along with that. Okay, so and by the way, if you if you're on the video, you're gonna see me do a video here because I'm doing Instagram video of our podcast here with Josh. So smile really big, Josh for you for Instagram followers. Okay, so I do have a question. How does one? And this is a big question, Josh. So I know it's a broad question. It's kind of like saying how do you be successful in life, right? But how does one become an influencer? Sure. Um, so, and it's really interesting. It's like, how do, it's kind of like the same question of how do you get something to go viral? And I've studied this a lot. And here's the thing is a lot of people think I'm going to just produce this amazing piece of content and then a uh, hundred people are going to see it and they're each going to share it with a hundred people. And it's going to just grow this perfectly symmetrical, um, you know, viral growth. That's not how viral stuff it's, it's not how it works at all. Because that is the only way for me. Yeah. So, so really what you want to do is you need to make sure that your content or you or your thought or whatever it is that you're contributing, it has to get in the hands of people who have really big audiences. Mm. And so the way that it works, let's say you get it uh, like some news, you're featured in some news story. Um, you're, a local, you're a local band. And for some and matter of fact, I'm thinking of this because this is perfect. So like there's this band, Greta Van Fleet. It sounds like Led Zeppelin. They're a new band. They're like these kids, like they're like fresh out of high school. Um, and somehow like I saw a news story about them linked on the Drudge Report, which I don't go to very often, but I happen to see them. And I'm like, what? And so I click and and then, you know, these guys have really just exploded because of these influencers who promote them to their really, really big audiences. So that's what you have to do. So here's the thing. Um, you need to invest in relationships with influencers. And those influencers may be on social media. Um, they may be just, they have really big blogs, big email lists, or, you know, we do a lot of work with influencers 
who happen to work in the media. Uh, because media, digital, digital media has generally really big audiences. If VentureBeat or TechCrunch uh, or CNET or whoever it is does a story about your product or service or they quote you as an expert, that's really, really good for business. It's going to give you good visibility, but actually more important than that is yeah. that actually just gave you this amazing stamp of approval that now when you share this with the people that already know, like, and trust you, you're going to find your conversion rate, your email response rate, your um, sales cycle shorten, like your speaking opportunities, like everything improves. Like I got to speak at a Tony Robbins um, online event last month. You better believe I shared that with all my audience. Um, and as a result, like I had several people that were like, what? And can, and this is really interesting, Heather. Like why, when you get these little wins, why this is so critical. Yeah. So what it is, is it's, it's, it's valid. Your, your audience, they want to see you validated. And, and when you do get validated, a few things happen psychologically to your audience, your tribe. Number one, it feels really good for them because now they feel smart that they invested with you early in the early days and now you're getting all this recognition. It's validation for the movement or the tribe or whatever you represent. So now they feel like, oh, I knew I was right when I subscribed to that email list or started following that Instagrammer. Um, and so that's the first thing. Second thing is they if they're not like really engaged with you or they're not, you know, maybe they're not yet paying your for your products and services. It, it creates this little bit of urgency where they feel like, uh-oh, now Heather's really going to get a big head and she's going to like quadruple her rates. She's not going to be able to work with me anymore. So I'm going to hurry up on this thing and ride along with her. People right. love doing business with winners and winners are celebrated in the media. Winners are celebrated by other influencers. So that's what we want to create. So, okay. This is a great conversation for me because I'm I'm right now, you know, how do we say this with it? I'm looking to figure out a way to be an influencer or trying to be, or I think I am, or I don't know, you know, there, there's, there's a moment where people come to me and they, they tell me you're an influencer and I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't feel I am, but okay. I mean, I'm like, great. Awesome. That's wonderful. Thank you. But my, my question is how do you increase that? How do I really yes. start to play at a bigger level to really get my message out there? Because my mission and my mission in life, and I'm just, you know, we're kind of a little consulting conversation here, but my mission is in life is to really help every single woman on the planet know that they can start and run their own company and yes. have financial freedom. I mean, that's, that's my why in life, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then I help men and women, doesn't matter, but like I have a mission to help every single woman on the planet to know. I love it possible for them, no matter where they are in the world, no matter what age they are, they can have financial independence. So that's my big why. Yeah. And then I have things that I do, right? So in the world of influence, I mean, again, I'm kind of asking like these esoteric questions, like how in the world do you create that if you don't have connections with a Kim Kardashian or big, huge influencers? Like how do yeah. you start that? So we all want that, like that make friend button, like yeah. her. I want to make friends with her. Make <laughs> friends. Hey, now we have this like relationship. It's like, yeah. yeah. So you start to, so it's kind of like the same thing. Like how does any relationship begin? And I'll tell you that the first thing, like internet dating is a great analogy. Oh, that's a so great first, right? Yeah. Cause the first thing is obviously 
and we do a lot of work with our clients in this. So the first thing before we even say, hello, you know, I'd like to go on a date is you got to make sure that you look good, right? So, um, you know, so your profile looks good, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, So social media profile optimization is critical. So Heather, you can look at Heather's social media profiles. Heather, you got it dialed in. Like you, you clearly, you have the look of a professional. And so because of that, and, and, and this, oh my God, I, I'm like, this take is, it back coming from you. I'm like, really? Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> and this like, is really important because over here, cause I was like, you're such a professional and I'm like, I'm waiting for you to like clamor it. You know? <laughs> like, so thank you for that. I really no, you got it. You, you, I mean, showing you on stage, um, you know, we can always, all of us can always improve. And you know, what I have on my profiles, it's not perfect, but it performs. And so because it performs, um, you know, I like that. So, um, yeah, so listen, you will attract, let's talk specifically about sales. You will attract the quality of customer relative to the quality of your branding. So if you've got cheesy phone videos and you're like holding a cat and it's just blurry and it's like, you're like, what's going on in the background? And it's like, you know, it's like a full body shot and that's your, social media profile image. Yeah. And I see a lot of this. I, we see this all the time and I'm like, okay, so that's not going to perform well. That's not going to work. So when I see that, um, whenever anybody sees that we, it screams amateur. And, and, and I don't say that in a bad way. Amateur is not a bad word. It's just, do you want to be an influencer or do you want to be just, you know, general social media user? And so, and it's not judgment of good or bad. It's just like, if you're saying, Josh, I want to get on bigger stages. I want to charge big money. I want influencers to take me seriously. Then one of the first things you need to do is, again, optimize all your social media profiles. We're really big on the two that we really uh, care about right now. For especially, We have a lot of B2B clients. So LinkedIn and Twitter are so critical. Um, and, but Facebook, if you're at the early, early stages of business, optimizing your Facebook personal profile, uh, for business, uh, is really critical, particularly if you participate in Facebook groups. And again, to the person who's just brand new starting your business, there is not a smarter thing you could do right now than optimize your profile for, and you can search my name and you can look at all my social media profiles and just copy what I do. Um, cause it works. Um, and then just participate in groups and be helpful. Okay. But let's talk specifically about this path to getting influencers get their attention yeah. so that they say, oh, yes, I want to work with Lucy or whoever, right? <laughs> yeah. Heather. Yeah. And so, um, so again, optimize your, yeah. focus on your, invest in your branding, do whatever you can. Uh, you know what, if you're just scraping by, maybe your help might come in the way of Fiverr and you got to do what you got to do. And you know what, where you are today is not going to be where you are in six months, 12 months, six years from now. It's an evolution. You're always, evol- always, um, always um, yeah. evolving. Yeah. That's yeah. the word. Um, so number one, optimize all your profiles and then make sure on your website, you've got a basic press kit. You've got, you know, don't be afraid to show you on your site. People love doing business with people, not things, not 
faceless corporations. So be bold in your personal brand. That's number one. Now that you're presentable, now we can start this process of connection. So the first thing is identify the influencers that you want to connect with. Curate them. And using Twitter, for example, you would put each of them into a separate Twitter list, like uh, social media influencers, local media, national media, industry media, whatever it is, right? And so you have all these lists. And the reason you want to do this, because generally most Twitter people's Twitter feeds are a mess. Um, it's just, you know, you follow, you know, if you're following a few thousand people, it's just going to be a big hodgepodge and you'll never know what your influencer friends are talking about. And it's really important that you follow what they're talking about. That's step two, um, is curate, um, put them in on the list. Number three is get to know what they're talking about and engage. So, um, like their stuff, reply to their stuff, retweet their stuff, um, make them look good. Okay. Just Whatever you do, don't be creepy. Like that's, an, as long as don't you're not creepy, creepy you're going to be okay. Be- <laughs> and that's number three. And then uh, number three, number four, something like that. And then the next step would be whatever number we're on is that you would offer to be helpful. And some people call this the pitch, but I, I really want you to uh, think about pitching completely different. And most people, when they, th- if I say, if I spoke to a room and I said, all right, for the next five minutes, I want everybody to go do PR stuff. So if, if I actually made them sit there for five minutes and start scrambling and whatever, I'm like, at the end of the five minutes, I'd say, all right, what did you guys do? And people would be like, I just emailed some influencers and just started talking about our services and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, that's the worst thing you could do. um, And that's what we all want to do because a lot of us are, we're aware of marketing. I feel like we have, you know, we wear good marketing hats, but in this world, you cannot sell, you cannot market. Otherwise, you're not going to get past square one. They're not going to talk to you because it's not their job. Media influencers, not their job to promote your stuff. They're not. It's yeah, fair. this is great. This is the, I just want to stop for just a second for a second. Yeah, please. Yeah, PR, it is not their job to promote their stuff. So as a National K radio host, I get pitched by New York and LA PR companies all yeah. day long. Yeah. And I find it fascinating. The most horrible pitches on yeah. the planet. And just recently, I responded to one because I actually read it and I went I went a little deeper on this one for some reason like the girl I like liked the person they're promoting mm-hmm. and I said I responded I said I actually want to promote this person however that is the worst pitch I've ever had or seen in my life ever yeah. you know, but I'm still trying to willing to get past that now they never responded my my point is is that this person whoever she is is spending a lot of money with this New York yes. New York, New York, public, you know, PR person that's on Fifth Avenue, by the way. And she, I know she's spending a lot of money and I've yep. never heard back. And that's been two weeks. And so my point, please just understand just because you spend money with a PR company, people, no. it is not out of your hands. No way. And this is the thing that infuriates me, Heather, yeah. uh, about the PR industry. There's very, very good people. Some of the best people on the planet, you know, are in PR and they mean to do well. But the problem is, is that the industry has not kept up with technology. Right. Um, you know, we've got this great thing called Twitter. And, you know, I just kind of went through the beginning stages of like how to use Twitter. Um, and then you reach out, you're helpful. And it, it's when I say helpful, it's like, 
you know that they have content to produce. So if you can become the eyes and the ears for your industry and offer to help them with a future story with no expectation of return, and you've even like let them know, hey, look, I don't need any promotion of any kind. I'm just a total geek on this subject. Um, you are going to get their respect, especially if it is business owner to influencer. When you put that PR person in the middle, it mm. messes up the dynamic, which is why, you know, we're exploding right now because we don't do PR. We don't rep our clients. We actually remain invisible, make them look like rock stars and they make a lot more money. And it costs like one fourth of what they pay a regular PR firm. I blew 25 grand um, to a PR firm, got one get a good introduction and I got to speak at a lawn and garden show. That was my $25,000. <laughs> All right. Unbelievable. I don't mean to laugh at you, but I mean. Happens all the time. It happens. It happens all the time. And I have to just share, this is another kind of bad story. And I, you know, again, if someone's listening, they're like, oh, that's not true. Um, I had, I got pitched by a PR company. Again, big, big, been around 20 years. Um, they pitched me. I said, yes, it was actually happened to be someone in their company, which was kind of odd. And, um, and so uh, fine we show up on this interview like we're doing today. Um, <clears throat> he was on a laptop. He had no microphone. He mm. had no headset. He was on a laptop that didn't have, wasn't even connected to the, it was Wi-Fi. wasn't connected to, uh, like even a source. Okay. And this, of course the, the microphone was horrible and the, the camera was bad cause he was using just like this small laptop. Um, and I, asked him, you know, I need to be on camera and like simple stuff. I was like, where's your microphone? <laughs> He's like been in PR and cause I read his bio. He's been in PR for 25 years. Um, and then I started reading his bio cause I was reviewing right before I got started. It was in, um, first person. Mm. So, you know, like I Josh and I went, um, your bios in first person. He's like, well, just change it. I go, that's not my job. Yeah. My job. <laughs> you do that media. You, you right. do my work for me. I go, I'm sorry, but that's not my job. I, yeah. need, I need to read. And he got angry at me. Yeah. Yelled at me. And I said, I'm not doing this interview. And again, I'm not trying to, I just want you to get the people who've been in the media for 25 years, you know, this particular person, they don't know how to do this kind of media. They haven't kept mm. up with what we're doing today on Facebook live and Roku and, 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 and just, you know, syndicate podcasts. They don't know how to do that. And, mm. uh, they, they've never pitched me again, which is totally fine with me. Uh, so my point of that was that I think PR companies are behind. They're just really, yeah. yeah. just don't know what they're yeah. doing. Very, very behind. Yeah, I, I, I've spoken on this um, this topic a couple of times in social media marketing world about how to leverage social media. And and honestly, what I've just laid out, um, I just saved you know the person who's listening to this. I've saved you thousands and thousands of dollars and months and months, maybe years of heartache by trying to outsource this to somebody else. Um, you really can do this internally. Um, it's not rocket science. It's just about investing in relationships. I mean, one of our core values is human connection. And, um, you know, if you're authentically trying to bring value to people, um, they will promote you. So if you tell an influencer and someone as they were, as I was explaining this earlier, was probably thinking, wait a minute, but what's in it for me? It's like, don't worry. Here's the thing. 
you, when you're working with a professional, an influencer, someone in the media, and, and you say, look, don't worry about promoting me. It's, it's like saying, are you a hero? No. I'm not a hero, then you're a hero, right? <laughs> Heroes aren't allowed to say they're a hero. Um, it's kind of like that. It's right. like you can't ask to be promoted. And if you take the humble approach and you take the, hey, I just love this subject and if I can serve your audience, I'm all over it, then the host or the, um, you know, the media personality or the influencer is going to say, all right, cool. Rel you know, they can relax. And then you know what a professional is always going to do? they're going to promote you in some way. Yeah. And it's always going to come across more authentic anyway. Um, you, I'm sure you've seen those interviews with authors and they're like, on page 87 of my new book, yeah. you, you can be a winner. Stop. You know, it's like, Wah! you know, it's like, don't do that. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Let's go through your steps again. And mm -hmm. then I, my big question is, and, and you kind of just said it, but how do you be helpful? Like, yeah. Pitching. That's my brain's wrapping. Like, how do you do that, Josh? How you right. Do right. Exactly. So, um, so again, number one is make sure you look good. Get your social media profiles optimized so that people take you seriously. Because if you look amateur hour, doesn't matter how great your outreach is. They're just not going to work with you. If you want right. to be on TV, you have to use video on your website and then social media. You will never be on TV if they can't see you performing well on video. So that's number one. Number two is you identify. Number You identify who it is that you wanna work with. Number three is you curate and you put them into Twitter lists. Okay. And then number four is that you engage with them and you make them look good. You get on their radar, you, you bring them value first. And then number five, then, and only then, after you feel like you've got some sort of relationship, now we get into, well, what is being, well, give me an example of being helpful. So yeah, yeah. I would say, um, for example, a tweet would be, hey, uh, at Fox 35, Amy, loved your story this morning on Uber. It's actually a really big story. Um, I actually blogged about this. Would love to guest this week if you need someone. Um, but it's a big, big story and love to talk about maybe uh, like a local impact. Um, and so that would be, it's not a perfect pitch, but that would work because yeah, it just works. feels natural. It's like, um, and, and if you speak with confidence, especially like, for example, with TV, I said, I can guest this week. Um, so that's where hmm, so that like our clients. Yeah. What, what do you mean by guest? I can guess this week. What does that mean? Yeah. So in TV, um, you know, there's a, there's a certain vocabulary, like there's a lot of like, there's a, this, this whole language, um, that you use in the media. And if you have a lot of experience, you know, to use that language because it makes you sound like an insider. So our job with our clients is we want to make them all sound like insiders. Like, Oh yeah, I do media all the time. Like then in their mind, they're like, okay, safe bet. Because um, in the media world, media cannot take risks with bad guests. It mm -hmm. is horrible. I've been in green rooms uh, with producers and they're watching like the guests that's on TV and they're like, okay, they'll never be on air again. And they're like, really? They're like, Josh, you don't understand. If we have a bad guest, we could lose five, 10 viewers because it's just like, ah, something about that, you know, that NBC five, you know, and NBC, it just doesn't seem really great. And so we cannot afford to lose five viewers. And so every wow. guest has to be amazing. 
So that's the pressure that they feel. It's listen, it's tough working in, in, in media. Um, you know, if you're a digital journalist, um, if you're, you you know, if you're a blogger, if you're a social media celebrity, there's this constant pressure to produce great stuff that your audience is going to love. And if you have a stinker, like if you say, okay, we're going to take a chance on this guest and then the guest doesn't pan out, you're like, okay, I just wasted all this time. We can't even use this. You have to understand that that is ultimate pain for an influencer um, is to invest a bunch of time in something that doesn't pan out. Um, So do everything in your mortal power to make their job super easy and to show that working with you is going to be a breeze and it's going to be very successful. That's great. And then, and, uh, um, someone who, I mean, I, in a, as a syndicated nationally syndicated radio host, I, I get pitched all the time. And, uh, my worst ones is when they, they don't make it easy for me. They make me do all the heavy lifting. Forget it. And when I'm yeah, again, I do all, I do everything as I possibly can. It's what I call, I do all the heavy lifting for them. Yeah. I yeah. No, it's, if you, if that's what, if that's what you're expecting of your influencers, forget it. It's going to, yeah. you're going to find PR to be really difficult yeah. and you're going to give up on it. And you're going to say it doesn't work or I'll try hiring somebody else. And then if they're still doing the spray and pray method, it's not going to work for them either. And you're going to end up losing tens of thousands of dollars. What I just outlined, I promise you after more yeah. than a decade of doing this, um, I'm telling you that this is what works today. In 2018, look, five years ago, I think you could have still gotten away with a lot of this stuff. Today, forget it. Forget it. We're uh, journalists are, you know, syndicated columnists myself. Like we're just, our guard is always up because we get hit up on, you know, with all this stuff. So it's like, you've got three to five seconds to start making sense before I hit the delete button. And if you don't catch her attention and you don't make it look easy and amazing in the first five seconds, it ain't going to happen. Well, this is really awesome. I could ask you forever and I'm running out of time. So that's, that's on my bad end here, but I just want to say thank you so much for this. And where can they find you? Where can they say, I am interested in working with you? Yeah. You know, the, really the best stuff we do so much pro bono work for, for, you know, brand new business owners, small, medium sized business owners. Um, I do a 90 minute webinar that I, you know, if you like what you heard here, we're going to get really, really tactical and I'm going to explain step-by-step exactly what you want to have optimized. Um, ex- you know, going to go through every single possible way, um, that you can get media, but that's it up my Got it. So upmyinfluence.com. Yeah. I love to continue walk, talking to you at my up against the clock. Josh, thank you so much for your time. Um, please go check out Josh at upmyinfluence.com. Um, check him out on social media as well. Do you want to give your Twitter handle while you're at it? Yeah, I'm at Josh Elledge. Uh, I've got about 60,000 followers. And if you say, woohoo, you know, I was on Heather's show, like, let me you know, I'll retweet that to the world. So, um, and love to promote, you know, this love to promote, you know, whatever you're doing, I'm speaking to the watcher, the viewer, the listener, like, let me know what you're doing. I'll retweet you. I will do that. Um, you know, that's how we all get ahead. We all help one another. We all grow together. I love that. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. And up the influence.com. Go check out Josh. Um, and this is Heather Havenwin. I appreciate you and thanks for listening. Bye. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. 
Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com. Shop Kohl's.com for Black Friday deals Monday through Friday. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. Plus, take an extra 15% off. Boots for her are just $16.99. Throws, only $7.64. Get $20 and under toys and much more. Shop Kohl's.com for Black Friday deals all week long. And stores open Thursday at 5 p.m. Kohl's. Select styles. 15% offer valid November 25th through 29th with promo code THANKS. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Shop Kohl's.com for Black Friday deals Monday through Friday. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. Plus, take an extra 15% off. Boots for her are just $16.99. Throws, only $7.64. Get $20 and under toys and much more. Shop Kohl's.com for Black Friday deals all week long. And stores open Thursday at 5 p.m. Kohl's. Select styles. 15% offer valid November 25th through 29th with promo code THANKS. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.